0: St. Peter, in our epistle lesson this morning, tells his readers that the end of all things is at hand. And that perspective seems to fit our current societal crisis moment, doesn't it? It feels a bit like we are at the end of the world, or better yet, I keep feeling that this lockdown has put us all into a post-apocalyptic world That sci fi writers have been imagining for decades in popular fiction. A friend drove onto the New Jersey Turnpike about four weeks ago and said it was one of the most surreal moments of his life as he was the only car on the highway. This moment, however, is already a moment that is passing. Mind you, we don't feel it quite as much here in California. If you've had conversations with your friends in Texas, they were going out to dinner two, three weeks ago. But even here, people are ready to get back to life as we know it. I don't know if the new moment coming at us will be better or worse than the one we left behind. In some sense, I'm hopeful that none of us will ever really be the same after having gone through this crisis. I don't even know what to call it half the time. And I am hopeful that we might get back to a sense of normalcy. Though do we really want it to be the normal we had before? Don't we want to learn from this recent time? Don't we want to learn the lessons that we need to learn as a nation, as a people, as communities, individuals, families? To refocus us on St. Peter's text, please remember that the reality of the ascension was the end of the old age and the beginning of the old of the new age. Not surprisingly, even our calendar is dated with the incarnation of Christ as the center of the world, center of time. That Christ came in his incarnation, has conquered in his death on the cross, has been vindicated in his rising up from the dead, and has been glorified in his ascension to the right hand of the Father, is, of course, a great cause for joy. But according to St. Peter, it is also, as it is the end of the age, a cause for prayer, serious prayer. Considering that the end of all things is at hand, therefore, he says, be serious and watchful, in your prayers. St. Peter's words pound the idea of serious, sober prayer at this moment of transition of the age during his lifetime at the ascension of Christ. And in a sense, it took a long time for this whole, I mean, a generation or two really for this whole shift. But St. Peter saying right in the middle of it, be serious about your prayer life. I think we could say the same for this transitional moment where things are starting to open up. Perhaps this is the time in our current culture to be very, very serious about prayer. The authorized version says be sober and watch under prayer. The New King James says be serious and watchful in your prayers. The word translated sober <coughs> excuse me sober and serious is sophroneo which means to be prudent with focus on self-control. To be reasonable, sensible, serious, keep one's head. It is combined here in St. Peter's words with the word nepha, which together give the idea that you should exercise self-restraint to help you pray. These words, says one, scholar's point, one scholar, point to temperance, abstinence from strong drinks, though it suggests also that weariness and cool thoughtfulness, which are destroyed by excess the Christian must be self-restrained and sober, and that with a view to perseverance in prayer. If we, during Ascension Tide, celebrating the end and destruction of sin and death and the reign of King Jesus, if we are being mindful of the the demise of the old culture uh, that was before the Incarnation and the rise of the new culture shaped by Christ, And at various different times, the church does a better job or a less better job of that in the history of the world. If we are at this moment in our current culture participating in a drastic change, if we are a part of the end of anything looking forward to something new, prayer is always our discipline. Prayer is always our call. Sadness or joy may also be a part of the end, but prayer is never absent from a Christian life at any time. Of course, all the more important at crucial times in the life of the church, which in many ways just found out in these last weeks, the church did, that she is considered irrelevant to most of our people and culture, and particularly out here on the West Coast. So I would suggest that prayer is what we need to be about. This life of prayer St. Peter is referencing is called to be serious and settled and reasonable, not led into distraction or led by fancy or the zeitgeist that is the spirit of the moment. And this seems, these distractions seem to be a big temptation for American Christian culture. We are keen to be relevant, and thus we are often led astray from the foundation of our life in Christ, word, sacrament, and prayer. This serious prayer life is, may I remind us all, right in front of us in the Book of Common Prayer. We are reminded to pray with the communion of the saints, the prayers that the church has always prayed. We don't ignore the moment we are in, but neither are we captive to it if we are faithful to use the gifts we have been given by the church, chiefly in this case, the prayer book and the calendar. Within this life of prayer, Eucharistic, morning and evening, and devotional prayer, we are called by St. Peter to have love. Above all things, he writes, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Love must be at the center of our lives together. It is the chief virtue of the seven virtues. It is one of the three theological verses from St. Paul peace, hope, and love, but love is the chief. Love is the most important characteristic that should shape our lives and our relationships. Prayer is the foundation of a life of love. That's the message for Christian living that St. Peter is giving us today fortunately or unfortunately that doesn't translate well into our pop christian culture you can imagine how well the t-shirt would sell that emblazons a slogan something like stay on your knees in prayer until you're ready to self-sacrifice that's not really going to be popular it doesn't mean it's not true Before I end this morning, let me circle back round to the theme that is so present within the ascension uh, season, ascension tide itself. Jesus said to his disciples, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus says in our gospel reading for Ascension Day, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Today, of course, we heard when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. In our collect or our prayer, if you will, for today, we ask that God would leave us not comfortless, but send to us his Holy Ghost to comfort us, and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ is gone before. The coming of the Holy Ghost is a major theme for ascension. Yes, I know it's the theme for next week, for Pentecost, but we see it all through ascension. It's all connected, you see. St. Peter notes that as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We have all been gifted with the Holy Spirit himself in our baptism. And we have been gifted with the spiritual gifts that the Spirit of God has given to us. Be a good steward of what God has given you. From the foundation of prayer, with love at the center, minister to one another with the gifts you've been given, for this is the grace of God at work in you. This is the life that St. Peter is encouraging us to live out in front of one another and in front of a watching world that is always in need of the good news of the gospel. At some moments in history, the world is particularly open to the good news. Large cataclysmic events in culture and in society often produce this openness. Let us not waste this moment that is before us today to minister to and love the world around us. Ultimately, There are many reasons to live a life of self-sacrifice to those around you, based upon a foundation of prayer. St. Peter, this morning, however, says, To live such a life that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.